your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of Class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when the purge concludes. Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. Welcome to another episode of Media Rewind on the Boom Howdy Entertainment Network. Boom Howdy. I'm Dustin P. I'm Genius McGee. And on this episode, we recap USA's The Purge, Episode 9, entitled, We Will Participate. Everybody will participate. Exactly. And right now, Genius is participating in a little in a little winter cold, so right. we're going to try to make this episode probably the most abbreviated one that we've had this season. Well, we've got a lot of stuff to go into. We but, do. But, um, we can talk fast. <laughs> not, not, not that fast, because then like craziness happens. Exactly. So for the sake of brevity and also our listeners, we do dive directly into spoilers. So spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. You have been warned. Genius, what say you? I dug this episode as usual, and again, as usual, beefs are flowing. However, this episode went really quick. It did really you, did. Did it feel quick yeah, to it, you? It seemed like it was about thirty to thirty-five minutes yeah, long, and not even. I mean, and normally with commercials, yeah, that happens, and that's how usually like forty minutes in general an episode. But at the right. same time, even with commercials, it felt like it went super fast. And so, like, I don't know. I liked it. It didn't wow me, though, you know? However, spoilers. We've already talked. We were going to go into spoilers. The twist at the end, or what happened at the end, fucking, I was not expecting. Yeah, there were actually a couple parts that I wasn't really anticipating too much. Uh, The first being (coughs) the fact that the Purge Protector is actually now a villain, almost. He's a fucking douchebag. Okay, no, no, before we go into the Purge Protector, so basically this episode is broken up into two stories. We have Pete Pete the Cop and and Miguel. And we have the Purge Protector and his captees. And that's everybody else that we've seen so far exactly. in all the episodes. Plus a few more. I want to go into Pete the Cop and uh, Miguel first. Okay. Yeah, and actually the episode starts out with uh, Pete the Cop and Miguel in the bar trying to right. figure out exactly wh- what the hell happened to Penelope. Because fucking listen to Pete, dude. Because he's yeah, like... Yeah, exactly. Don't go outside. Because he's like, we gotta go, we gotta go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Calm your tits, Miguel. Every time you go ahead first in this whole night... Ill shit yeah, happens. Bad things have happened. If you fucking listen to people, and you, you'd think by now you would learn to trust Pete the fucking cop, right? So he's going around like, let's go to the. Like, if you saw your fucking role, I'll tell you exactly where he's at. Like, yeah, know? and you know, Miguel is, Miguel is coming from, a, I guess, a standpoint or an aspect of, you know, that's his sister. Right. But Pete is, is literally. So. Yeah, but Pete is literally thinking everything through. I mean, he, yeah. he ushers the kids off the bus, gets them to safety. Uh, you know, and then he agrees to help Miguel. You know, look, dude, you need to calm down. We'll find out. And he does. He, you know, he figures out who the purge protector is. Pete the Cop consistently has been my favorite character on this entire show. Yeah, for what little we got up, like, from what, episode, like, five, six, and seven? Maybe, yeah, but, like, even since episode two, he's like, hey, I'm Pete the Cop. I like that dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> there's something I mean, and he's, and he's got a cantina. <laughs> and, like, we go more into his backstory, which we'll talk about later, but, like, Pete the Cop's a cool dude. I like his establishment. I like his, like, whole, like, um, philosophy of life. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's well thought out. I'm yeah. not going to say it's thoughtful, but it's well no, thought but out. No, it's well thought out. I mean, it's very analytical. It's very, you know, I guess task driven. The best for him and what and what he his life is all about. Yeah, exactly. Not necessarily the best for everybody, but he's put a lot of thought and energy of what he wants to portray and who he wants to be, and you got to fucking respect that. Yep. So, if we break this down into the, into the two episode segments you yeah know, pete and miguel and then everybody else yeah. and, and we stay on pete and miguel we we find out that pete figures out who the purge protector is mm-hmm. gets his address by doing all his copley things right and they actually you know they actually jump in the car and decide to drive on over to to you know joe's house right because he used to be a cop you don't think like yeah, he still he has a cop him? right exactly now. exactly and they i mean got, like cop the, apps and at the cantina on purge night he's right. got you know he's got that shit outrageous, lot, dude. outrageous security exactly. he's got outrageous <laughs> abilities to be able to find people yeah. and, and be able to you know figure things out he's pete the cop yeah so pete the cop figures out what you know joe's address is and they go over to joe's house right well when they first start to get out out, they realize that Joe's house is booby trapped from no, the no, outside. No, 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 Even before that, we got to go back. Before that, they hit that roadblock. Oh, I keep forgetting about the roadblock. They How hit the, the, the roadblock. I don't know because I liked it, and it led into a really cool revelation yeah, about so, Pete the cop. You know, Miguel and Pete, you know, drive up on this roadblock at the end of the street. Yeah, and it's it's all these ladies that are you know dressed up in purge attire, looking badass, just like each one had. It was like the Spice Girls of Death, you know. And <laughs> I'll like, tell you what I want, what I really, really want. pow, right? So like. No, and so he comes out and he goes. He goes. Let me do this. I got this. And he comes out and he goes. Hey, I'm Pete the cop, right? And like, well, no, he actually didn't say he was Pete the cop. He said I'm Pete. Right. And and, and the chick's like, who gives, who gives a, a fuck? fuck? Right. <laughs> and then he goes, No, I'm, I'm Pete, Pete the, the cop. cop. And yeah. and like she still goes, Who the fuck? And then everybody's like, Oh shit! Yeah, it's like Pete the you, cop. you can see the line of like assassins that that are lined up across just the street kinda, just kind of start looking at each other going oh shit like but half, half of them like who the fuck who the fuck is this old geezer and the other half are like oh, it's fuck, a shit, freezer it's- geezer <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> and so then the other half is like that's fucking pete yeah exactly. and so then miguel was like who the fuck well, i know you're yeah. pete the cop but why who the fuck are you even like even the girls are like who the fuck and they're like dude 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 blue friday blue friday and they're like oh yeah, and then he goes off and talking, which is a great kind of Halloween, uh, Halloween analogy because we're uh, recording this the day before Halloween, which is a bummer that I'm sick. But we, uh, the day before Halloween, and so like, which is kind of fitting too that the purge is on All Hallows Eve on Hell Night, right? So, anyway, so we're recording that. And he goes like, like Halloween, everything has traditions, and like I'm now kind of a tradition, mm-hmm. you know. And he says he's only a tradition to the older generations because right. they're the only ones that remember him. Yeah, you know, these younger people don't know who the hell he is, right. and and he even he even kind of acquiesces to to say, you know, they don't really give a shit who I am. You know, and it's the this I guess goodwill is going to run out at some point pretty soon because so. once again, if you're like a quote unquote a living legend, like you know, I still remember uh, fucking like Mayor McCheese. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Half the generation now, I said, dude, let's say Mayor McCheese. Who the fuck is Mayor McCheese? And I'm like, but people who know, are like, oh, cool, Mayor McCheese, because like. I'd be cool with Pete the Cop too, because his what he was saying why he's like the legend then is like if all these like dirty cops are gonna go uh-huh. kill everybody undesirables and just like a handful of like good cops to fight like that that'd be a wicked ass movie dude. yeah and, and that's an that's an awesome piece of lore that yes. th- that this show has done yeah. 
and, and that the purge overall as like a complete story has done really well. They give a lot of backstory to these characters that make them really endearing. So we find out the reason why Pete has got this street cred. Wow, I just dated myself by saying street cred. But the reason why he has this street cred is... Soon will is, be forgotten, my friend. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I walk out the door. But the reason why he has this street cred is that all these cops essentially used Purge Night, the first Purge Night, yeah. to kill all these deplorables, undesirables, yeah. all these you know criminal elements and whatnot without, you know, a, a, a due process and nobody could stop them too exactly because nobody, nobody it was could the stop purge and, and they used they used their authority as police officers to carry out these mass executions right and that's where the street really got got a hold of pete and you know pete was like no we're not going to do it this way you know these people while they did commit crimes they still you deserve know, fair did, treatment d- deserve fair treatment dude and him in a ragtag bunch of like cops versus the rest of thing i'm telling you dude that'd be a dope fucking movie like if they went back to the well and they made another purge movie they put purge colon pete the cop right i would totally fucking buy my ticket day one dude that's a dope like the raid yeah you just call it like you know blue friday that'd be awesome Fuck yeah dude the purge blue friday dude fucking that'd be rad and and, and that's exactly where he gets this this mystique from right is the fact that he was the, one of the only cops that actually stood up against the rest of the force that were you know committing these atrocities against all of these other people and then he said even some people still even the people who know some don't give a fuck right so, you know, we, we get that little snippet and then they actually get over to Joe's house uh-huh. and they find out that Joe <laughs> has booby trapped the shit out of the outside of this house. Yes, he I has. I mean, like doormats with C4, doors with C4. Fucking, he put like Christmas ornaments on the on the window seals so that when they come in, they stab their feet and a hairdryer and a flamethrower like fucking home I alone. mean, honestly... Pete the Cop and, and, and Miguel kind of do look like Pesci and <laughs> They kind of look like the Wet Bandits. The Wet Bandits. They're going to go in and then fucking clog up their toilets. <laughs> so, but but <laughs> we see... Cantina t-shirts. Yeah, and, and Miguel actually tries to, defuse, <clears throat> tries to defuse one of the bombs. And this is the only hokey part of the episode for me is where Miguel's starting to, you know, I've seen one of these when I was in Afghanistan. You know, and <laughs> Pete goes, "Do you sure you can do this?" And Miguel kind of goes, "Well, maybe you might want to stand back." And Pete takes a big step back. If it was that much C four, he could step out by the car at the street, and it would probably still blow him to hell. Dude, that was just, yeah, because that was a brick of C four. Yeah, that dude. wasn't just like, hey, it's like a used piece of gum C four. Right. This was a block. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And he's like, I'm gonna take a step back. That's the, you call you said you verbally. You better step back more, motherfucker. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and so Miguel and <coughs> Miguel and Pete finally make entry into uh, Joe's house, and they come across his dad, who is bedridden at this point. You mm-hmm. know, because we know that he had an illness. And as they're going through, kind of doing the, a sweep of the house, they find Joe's, I guess, planning room, his yeah. heist room. Yeah. If this was Grand Theft Auto. Um, so he sees all the different people, you know, you see Jane, you see Penelope, you see like different areas and whatnot. Uh-huh. And then Miguel picks up like this, this, uh, military, like, I, I want to say it's like a pheromone spray. Must or, be. Chem- or, like, these some chemical kind of chemical spray, spray yeah. that, that allows them to be tracked for like three weeks. That's so, so this fucking weird that I they know. have that shit. This, so this is how Joe has been tracking down these people is like, he's been planning this since before purge night. Yeah. You know, so this months. Is, so this is well thought out and, you know, well rehearsed and whatnot. And all of these interactions that he had with these people to be able to get the spray put on them were just out in the street, just kind of passing by. Yeah. You know, and, and these people don't really understand, you know, the, the, uh, honestly, Penelope didn't see him spray. No. But 
That was the only other hokey part of this episode is when he's just like walking up behind people and spraying them like Aquanet. I don't know. We'll, we'll get into that later because that's into the right. That's, that's in, in the, the that's in the but but I I I've done some shit behind people's back too. I've crop dusted a few. I've never like fucking Aquanet, but anyway, that's <laughs> hit me, baby. <laughs> but but Miguel and, and Pete the cop, you know, they they figure out after some interrogation, some questioning of of Joe's dad. You know where everything's gonna go down because they don't know where where Joe is. I right. mean, he's at the high. Uh, he's at the shutdown high school. But the funny part is they didn't have to do that much interrogation. I know <laughs> they're just talking shit to that old man. He goes, "You'll fucking never find Joe in that school that he planned." And he goes, "Oops, right?" And like, "Oh, well, well, they're what school?" Spilled the beans. He didn't even mean to. It was almost comical. Yeah. And then it, like, it was like almost like a Scooby Doo episode. Yeah, it did. But however, however, it did provide one of my favorite lines of the whole night because they're like, "Well, we got everything we need in here, so what are we gonna do with this old man?" And Pete the cop says, "Look around." And at first, I thought Pete the cop was gonna say, "Let's kill him and put him out I of did his too. misery." Right? I did too. I was hoping that was gonna be the answer. But then he goes, "Look at him. He's almost dead." Fucking let him rot, right? And then they yeah. start walking away, and then like about two seconds later, you hear. Fuck you! The only thing that would have been better is if that line, if Pete, uh, not not Pete, if Joe's dad would have been played by Stephen Ogg, <laughs> you know, because Stephen Ogg, fucking Og, Trevor, Stephen Ogg is you. is the best at delivering the the expletive line in anything he is a part of. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. He's just he's fucking foul and wonderful. Exactly. But that old man, that crotchy old man, that was a great line. That it really was, was. It was perfect that delivery. Was great fuck you. You know, those well done. Yeah. Well done. But so, that then that kind of leaves us there. Yeah, I mean, you know, but We're, I mean, we we see that Miguel and, and Pete the cop go back out to the car, and and Miguel's mm, obviously mm, shaken mm. because you know now they're able to find Penelope. They, now they they need to get there. <laughs> so and Pete's just like, dude, you need to get back on the clock. You know, are you with me? Or or, or you understand? We're two Marines. We've got an arsenal and a trunk. He goes, let's do this. And then the funny thing is, like, like Miguel's like, yes, I'm pumped. Let's do this. Let's go and in this car that's gonna take us safely where we need to go. And then all, you, all of a sudden car. he just goes. RPG! And they have to get out of the car. The car blows up. <laughs> Boom. We don't see where Miguel and Pete the cop go. I'm assuming off to safety. But we, yeah, we see them escape yeah. easily. It's not like, oh no. And then we figure, find out who shot it. Yeah. It's fucking Rex. Yeah, Rex the Cowboy. And the Carnival of Flesh. I thought it was fucking Target workers. You know? It was like the Target Union 101. Like, we've had this snub of this shit. Fucking red card in my ass. He'll speak to the manager, this lady. Boom, you know, because they all came out wearing the red shirts tucked yeah. in. Fucking Target. Like, hey, this would be kind of ironic. Target. <laughs> wow. <coughs> fum, 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 but I did like that. I did like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we see that Rex blows up the car, and that's really the last part that we get with uh, Miguel and, and Pete the cop. And he goes, if we don't find him alive, we ain't going to get paid. So apparently they got to have him alive. Yeah. So, I mean, it, the, the Carnival of Flesh apparently has put a bounty on both of their heads. Mm-hmm. So what happens after, after uh, like, tomorrow? Does the bounty expire or does it transfer over to the next year? I don't know. I don't know the the rules of uh, purge bounties. Huh. You know, I've been playing a lot of Red Dead, so I mean, bounties never wear off. So. There we go. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, we we see a lot of the the interaction there with with Pete and Miguel really, you know, forming another bond because I mean they they did have a bond early on in the show. Yeah, they're I think they're friends now. Yeah, exactly. So you know, Pete and Miguel are in in route to mm-hmm. go get uh, Penelope and and everybody else off that, to the high school. Now on to the purge protector. Yeah. 
And the very first part that we see the purge protector, he's actually psyching himself up with some Tony Robbins, like, you will purge. Oh, I will purge. Oh. Fuck, I know. In the mirror with Tony Robbins, he's like talking to himself, pumping himself up in the mirror. He's like, I can do that. I'm good enough. I'm, I'm strong smart. enough. And doggone it, people like me. <laughs> so fucking. <laughs> And and we find out that you know when when Joe takes everybody, the purge protector takes everybody. He puts them in this gigantic cage mm-hmm. in, in this abandoned high school, and he lays out the rules. You know, I am this person, and and you can see that there are a couple of people like, oh my god, it's you, yeah, you know, kind of deal. So almost every, everybody was like, oh my god, it's you. Almost the, everybody, not except every, a couple, yeah, because Jenna didn't Jenna didn't right off the bat realize who that was. And Penelope didn't know who the fuck that was. Right? I mean, but she was just like, why the hell am I here? Fucking half the other one's like, oh, fuck, it's him. You yeah, know? Exactly. Just like, And they were so shocked that it was him. Because, like, once again, he's unexpected. Yeah. Nobody really knows who he is. He's just kind he's, of like he's a complete background. crowd. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's kind of disheartening, you know? Well, I mean, that's, that's a lot of what happens when you, you know, you have... Three well in America you've got three hundred million people and yeah. it's just like you're you're just kind of brushing up against one it's another. Night's so. his night to be Judge Judy and exactly. And, you know he's taking that very seriously. So you see that uh, you know the reason why they're all in this cage and the reason why they've all been you know collected uh-huh. is because in some way Joe thinks that they have all in some form or fashion done him wrong in the past. Yeah, and I like the way that they wove in the different characters. You know because we'll go into each one and how they go all about. Here's the thing. I liked that, too. I liked the way they weed the stories, especially Joe's story interaction. But here's the thing. I didn't like making the Purge Protector such a petulant piece of shit that they did in this episode. However, I found that it made him a good villain now. Yeah, it, it really know? did make him a good villain because, because like, he's petty. Yeah. No, that's why I said Joe Petty. I said, I don't know if that's a band, but it should be like a Tom Petty cover band, like Joe Petty and the Heartbreakers, you know? Because, like, he's over there talking about you done did me wrong on this and you did me wrong. And 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 he said, here's the thing. He At the very beginning, he says, I will listen to your confession. Mm-hmm. I will make an impartial and uh, logical conclusion, and I will show mercy whether deemed you're free to go or whatever. Or, or, or I, no, will ki- I will purge. I will kill you. Or he said, I will show you mercy. He exactly. never said, I'll let him go, which I didn't even catch that until later on. And so then finally when the first guy comes up and they find out that it was like some sort of school bully. You know? Yeah, it was, a, it was a high school bully back from when he was in, I believe, a sophomore and junior year in high school. Yeah. And then like, give me your notes, nerd. No. Right. <laughs> and so you can't go to the bathroom. Quit it. That's sand. You know, and he's just throwing shit at people. And so like, <clears throat> so apparently Joe, he was getting the, the shit kicked out of him because he wanted his homework and he wouldn't let him go to the bathroom. So he pissed his pants. Right. So like then, uh. So he comes up and he goes, do you remember me? And he goes, no, I don't remember. And he goes, no, you have to remember me. I know it is you. And he goes, I'm just a hobo, dude. I don't know. I'm survived this far, you know? Right. And then the guy had a, all right. So he goes, I was just a kid. I'm so sorry. I didn't know you were still hurting. Blah, 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 blah. And then it seemed like it worked because it did. Cause yeah, he, and he even puts it back on himself. You know, maybe maybe me being homeless is my, you know, my price to pay for being such an asshole to mm-hmm. you from back then. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of stopped joe for a second and then like the switch flipped and he's just like now you're full of shit yeah he goes i will show you mercy he goes how about a hug scott right he <laughs> give me a freaking hug give me i'm not freaking frankenstein give me a hug come right? over and give your perch protector a hug and he comes up and he gives him a hug and here's my thing he comes up and goes shank 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 shanks the dude a few times right 
obviously he's shanking the guy. And then the guy turns around and shows like everybody else in the crowd. And they're like, oh my God. I'm like, come on. You obviously have seen, you're, you're looking that intent on that's going on. You have to see stick, 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 stick and blood spurt. Be shocked then. Don't be shocked after the reveal. Although that was a, not, not a, the greatest reveal because we knew it happened. But like, you know. Every time you can see like a fucking dagger in somebody's chest on but TV is good. The, the only way you can say that is because you know he had his back turned, so maybe they didn't they didn't hear. Stick, 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 so, stick. Uh, who knows? But anyway, so that guy's gone. Yeah. So the so the high school bully's gone, and then the next person up, your favorite. I know. The next person up, he pulls Jane out of the cage. I know. And honestly, no, no, he didn't pull Jane out of the cage. He pulled that other girl out of the cage. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, why do I keep jumping ahead? Because that was probably the most epic of all. That was funny. That was hilarious as shit. So we we figure out that 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 second person that that he saved from the home invasion is actually, I believe her name was Eileen. Uh Uh-huh. And she was the insurance lady that was, you know, that canceled uh, or had denied coverage for his father's condition. Yeah. So she manages to to try to make her escape. Cause it was right. It was right during Jane. This this whole time, Jane was like, "Hey, we're gonna get through this." And Jane's talking mad shit. She's like, "Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you." The whole time, she, but she's like, she's like, "We're gonna make through. We're gonna if we just stick together. I got yeah. a plan. You know, we'll take him down. We'll you get know, his gun." Yeah. And so I'm like, well, having me is like, okay, you're not going to succeed if you try to take him down. Because even though you got numbers, he has proven he's a formidable dude. Yeah, you know? exactly. So I don't know if you can take him down. However, sticking together probably would be your best bet. Yep. But what's the first thing after that? She takes off. Eileen a tears mad, out. Like a mad chicken. Right? She goes So she's down. running up the auditorium, the auditorium <laughs> right? runway, like the main, the main like aisle in between both the seats. Like a goddamn John, John Hughes movie. And the next just, thing you know, she opens up the door. Bloom! Right? Like a trap. Just like, uh, what, two shotguns right two, in the chest? Two shotguns. I think one of them hit the face. Because if you look at the, she like. She flew when, back like 20 fucking feet. Yeah, when, when the purge protector drags <laughs> her body out, there's an awful lot of mangleage on the facial area. Uh-huh. Because, like, she's already going up a hill, right, to go up to the door, and you just throw her t- five feet in the air. She's going to fly, dude. It looked like it was great. It's like a swan dive. Yeah. So, but the, the only part about that piece of it that I didn't really buy is that when the perch protector, like, takes all these bodies out after the bodies die, he's allowing them to plot. <laughs> I mean, it's just like it's like as soon as the you know the bully gets killed yeah. and, and he drags him out, he he's gone for like five minutes of, of screen time, and it's right. like really you're gonna let these people you know contract a plan? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I guess you know what? Maybe like it's time. Maybe it's time management. Because if I'm thinking like okay, if I'm killing all these guys and I put them in a pile, right? What if it takes a lot longer than I expect, and all of a sudden here. The purge will be over in 20 minutes. And then I don't waste it. the time dragging the bodies outside. But Kick them off just, the stage. You can't just leave the bodies in the middle of school. There's fucking, it's the next day. You man no, it's a closed down school, remember? Oh, even, yeah, fucking just leave them there. Exactly, thanks. Leave them Kick there. them off the stage. Fucking leave them there. Just let them rot. Let, like, wait, them. wait for wait for Steve for maintenance to come in. They'll be there next year. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, maintenance. so after Eileen gets it, you know, she's drug out and whatnot. Come on, the, Eileen. The per- oh, I like it. I like it. I'm going to allow it. East German judge gives an 8.5. So with, with that being, you know, said and done and Eileen's, you know, being drug out to the, mm-hmm. uh, I'm assuming what is a gigantic 
pile of bodies. I guess so. <laughs> then he comes down, he gets Jane. And yeah. Jane, from, from the get-go, Jane is completely <laughs> against this. She's just like, you know, do do what you want. You know, this is extremely petty. Yeah. You, know, you didn't give these people any type of mercy, this, that, and the other. And we find out that the reason why Jane is on this list is because we had a bad tender hookup. Right? Because so. he was a dumbass. He put his, like, he, he showed, like, his... Not necessarily his his ignorance, his exactly. his extreme ignorance, his racial ignorance. Oh, we're, it was borderline racism, yeah. not racial ignorance. Yeah, you know a lot of the things that he said. You know they they're having conversation over dinner on, on this blind date, and you know when when everything kind of goes, kind of starts to sour a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, Joe starts making all these comments about you. Know, oh, did you get a did you get into school because of this? Well, because it's so, it was very subtle at first. Yeah, it was, it was very it was subtle, extremely subtle, and he was like, you know, um, and you know, Jane even talked chalked it up to maybe guy this guy just being a little awkward, socially awkward, awkward or nervous or something. Because the first one, she's like, let it go. Because it was like the first one was like, uh, oh, he was like. Well, I didn't expect to take you anywhere fancy. I mean, you right. didn't you didn't, you didn't dress, dress up, up. fancy, mm-hmm. so I figured, and I'm like, okay. And then like, then you on thin ice, and you a very very tall man. Exactly. And then he goes, "You're not like other the other uh, women I would expect. I didn't expect you to be. Uh, you know, you're not as sassy as I thought. Uh-huh. Loud and sassy." And yep. I'm like, "That's kind." And I was like, and "That's a, that's, a, fucked that's a terrible up, stereotype. That's fucked up, right?" And then it got worse and worse. And then he started talking about, well, you know, you got into college. That's good. I mean, you know, affirmative action worked well. He didn't come out and say affirmative action, but you but, fucking knew. But his comment it. right after, or right, his comment was after one that Jane had made about her being the first one in her in her family to go to, you know, college and be a graduate. Yeah. And his comment was, you know, oh, well, that's great that you went to school. You know, I, I didn't know that they were, you know, allowing people to, you know, advance this way and the other. And it's just like. Dude, that, that honestly, it made me a little uncomfortable just to watch that. Yeah, no, he was like, yeah, no, it was great that, you know, you got to use all the advantages that you were given by everybody. Uh-huh. And she goes, no, I fucking worked hard. Yeah. You know, I, and she did. She yeah. Did. She goes, even when I did. And she explains all that. She didn't go into that detail, but she's like, you know what? I'm going to go be right back. Yeah. You so know? she grabs her purse and ducks out to the women's and then, room. Yeah. He, and so then he goes, but, but then he was like, make sure you come back and maybe we'll listen to some more of that ghetto rap music, yo. You know, <laughs> oh, not, God. not that bad, but you know, he was, it was, it was, it was pretty it was subtle. There. It was, it was, it was, subtly it was terrible. almost there, you know, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> and so she goes, I'm going to be right back. And then he comes in waitress. He goes, I'm going to pay for my Ebony princess, you know, before he, she goes. And next thing you know, uh, Dude, he she's gone and she already she, paid. She paid for everything. Yeah, she's like, I, I, I'm. But I'm is there anything else shit. I can get you? Right, and good for fucking Jane, man. And so then she comes out and she goes, No, I remember. And she goes, He was just, I was just trying to show a woman a good time. He goes, No, you were being a piece of shit. Yeah, you don't even know you're being a piece of shit. And she and called him on the carpet about it on every fucking thing. Yep. she she goes every like, single bullet point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she's like looking right, and he gets up. I loved this scene. He gets up and he pulls that uh, stun that gun. Stun yeah, gun. The, look the cattle prod. He goes, I'm going to sock the shit out of you. And Jane comes up and goes, she ain't going to do a goddamn fucking thing about <laughs> it. And she's like right in his face and saying, no, you're wrong. You're a piece of shit. And you know what? He fucking backed off. He didn't stun her. Yeah. Later. But like. But, and, and, you know, Jane was completely in the right. She Absolutely. She, she even told him a couple times. She, she was like, look. 
you know, sometimes you just, you know, you swipe right on somebody else and you just chalk it up as a bad date. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, don't take this shit so seriously. Don't because, be a little man baby about exactly. it. Exactly. I mean, I was waiting for him, <laughs> waiting for her to call him a bitch. Exactly. You know, just be like, you ain't nothing a, but a punk ass bitch. <laughs> Mark so, ass bitch, bitch ass Mark. And I mean, you know? I would have loved it because she was completely in the exactly. right Exactly. 100% in the right. And so he's over there. And you know what? Here's the thing. Penelope called him out on that too because he when he was listening to Jane, he already made up his mind that she was gonna he was yep. gonna kill him. Yep. And Penelope says, You said you were gonna listen. You were not we weren't listening at all. And you could tell because as soon as she kept talking, he was like making that weird mm-hmm. like howdy doody happy face he makes. <laughs> you know? And just like he's over there like well, I was just thinking about something else. He's like, you, he goes, You ever listen to Tony Robbins? And then uh-huh. he's like, Motherfucker. You know, and Jane, and you can tell that when Jane has, you know, <coughs> after he says that, you know, this is my right to purge, and he even drops the bombshell to everybody else about how Jane purged. Well, and you know what? Here's the thing he's right. He goes, Jane can't say, How are you going to purge over somebody over something? And he goes, Well, and he goes, Well, you fucking purged. You don't have any room to judge. Mm-hmm. At the, he, when I say he's right, he's correct. She did purge. Right. She can't be that indignant about him and wanting to purge too, even though it is her. This is Pearl that that being said, it's apples and fucking exactly and orange she, Julius. It's not even the same fruit, dude. It's fucking. And she even says so. Yeah. You know, she goes, I purged a person that was just a slimy sexual predator. Piece of shit that's been doing awful things for off for who knows how long. I got I went on a bad day with you and you're ready to kill. You're a bitch. Yeah, exactly. So and you see the the dynamic amongst everybody kind of change because. You know, Rick and Jenna finally figure out, you know, where they know him. He he was the one that he was a subcontractor that installed the, the security system. Mm-hmm. And we find out that's how Joe got into these houses. Yeah. Is that after the plant shut down, he was the security inst- installation guy. Yep. So he actually automatically had the authorization codes, which honestly is freaky as shit. I never trust those people. I don't trust anybody in my house without the, without me knowing them for at least 25 years. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Installing home security system freaks me the fuck out because that's like that's how they get you. I mean, I'm, I'm the same. I'm the 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 right. insane person that changes my Wi-Fi router name and password and everything after the Google Fiber guy leaves. Okay, Lance from Uruguay. I hope we didn't freak you out. I know you're probably like, holy shit, I just had something installed and I'm freaking out right now. Right? It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's like lightning. You'll be fine, Lance. Exactly. You'll be fine. So we find out that he is a you know security install, installation guy, mm-hmm. and that's how he's able to get into Jenna and Rick's house. That's how he was able to, I guess, subvert the uh, security system on Eileen's house. Mm-hmm. You know, other than the break-in, I mean, yeah. but that that's neither here nor there. So we we know now that all of the characters know where he's from, yeah, except for Penelope. Well, that gets finally you know kind of divulged. And the reason why the perch protectors after Penelope is because he held the door open and she didn't say thank you. She was the culmination and avatar of every grumpy old white man with this gen- and like these kids in this generation. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And he 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 mentions it multiple times. He goes, you know, you lack respect and brah, yeah, and, and this that and the other. See, here's the thing: where he was saying he was like, he goes, each person did me wrong, and I went through my life and found I'm gonna patch each and every wrong that you guys mm-hmm. did specifically 
except for Penelope. Penelope didn't she did him something wrong, but she's the representation of all the kids he hates, all the millennials, yeah. all the all the all the times youth. he he should have yelled, "Get off my lawn!" You know what? And I'll be honest, I'm not gonna say fucking purge. I'm a purge and avatar of fucking the millennials. But there's been times where I'm like, these damn kids today don't know how easy they had it. Not to the point where I'm shit. I've said that about you, and you're not a millennial. Exactly. I'm <laughs> But, uh, fuck, I feel like I'm an old man right now. <laughs> but, no, fuck, fuck Joe. Because, like, that's a bullshit cop-out. Like, it's your it's your fault and blah, blah, blah. That's yeah, exactly. not like, man. You represent an entire generation of people that don't have manners and this, that, and the other. It's right. Like, man, I've met just as many people older, as old, if not older than me, that have zero respect for anybody around them. They're the worst. They don't give a, because they're old, they don't give a fuck. They're like, what are you going to do? Hit me in a old person. So fucking yeah. No, yeah, exactly. If we get a purge night, I'm gonna start kicking out walkers and canes. <laughs> just a rove of just like the fucking. I'm, I'm gonna find the nearest shady acres <laughs> and start taking everybody's bedpans. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. Call them the bedpan brawlers. Just like... <laughs> so we we see that Joe finally brings uh you know kind of Jane to to task about everything about you know killing David Riker and whatnot. And good for her, yeah. Because because Jane puts up a fight, yep. You know, but alas, no. Because she goes, you know what? Fuck you. You ain't gonna do shit. And then she goes, and then she, they started tussling, mm-hmm. right? And she had she held her own against the purge protector. Unfortunately, she was trying to get everybody out too. Yeah, they should have got out because then he fucking he got her on the ground, starts choking her out. Now I'm thinking. They can't kill Jane. We've been with Jane since episode one. Some of the juiciest and most satisfying shit has come from Jane's character arc, right? Can't kill her. I think so, she did. Right? So they're, but they're like, I'm like, if this is the point where, she, you know, they pop out and she, you know, something, yeah. Miguel saves the day right at the time. But he fucking nope, choked her out. Choked her out. Just too choked close. her out. Just choked her out to death. Yep. You think you think she's alive? No. No, I th- I think she's gone. See, I think she would have got. In, if this was a regular movie or a regular show, then yeah, yeah, they would have. She would have got out. But like, I wasn't expecting her to die. Good job, Purge, on like bumming me out that one of my favorite characters is dead. But she went out like a fucking champ. Yeah, she, she went, went out like fucking, a warrior. She went out swinging and she went out like a champ, except getting you know choked out to death. But. I'm glad I'm not glad she's gone, but I'm glad she went out the way she did. But, you know, like every television show that we've ever seen, I've not seen vitals. So she might just be knocked out. You never know. Yeah. You never know. I'm I'm thinking she's dead just because it's like we got to start tying up some storylines. Yeah. And you know what? We don't know. Maybe the protector double taps. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I would. I'd double tap everything. Yeah. Zombies. Double tap. Double tap. 2%. (laughs) <laughs> so where does that put us with the purge protector then? I he's, mean, cause he still has more people to kill. Oh yeah. I mean, I, he still has Jenna and Rick and he has Penelope in the cage. And okay. I think let's see who's still left in the cage. The one, um, the one, uh, lady that he saved, uh, Jenna and Rick Penelope. I think Jenna and Penelope are the only going to be survivors. I think it's just going to be Penelope. You think so? Yep. And I think it's going to be because Miguel Miguel gets up there and saves him. Yeah, you think? He's I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting if if the purge decides or you know with this last episode because we are on episode nine. Yeah, this is the next you the know, last one. If if they do decide to kill off Jenna, I mean they're they're 
stepping on some toes because they're killing a, a pregnant woman in a television show. Yeah, but it is purge night. It is purge night. So, I, I mean, mean it, it, would be, it would be a very bold statement for the people that are responsible for the show yeah. to do that. Yeah. Because I think that would rock a lot of boats. But you know what? I think but hey, that's a, it's the it's purge. It's fictional. Exactly. It's exactly. fictional. This is if what it happens, this is... deal with it. Exactly. So, exactly. But you know, I, do, like I do think Rick's going to get it. I think oh, he's going to yeah. be gone. I think Rick's going to. Rick is not long for the world. And then the red shirt lady. <laughs> yeah. She's gone. So, but I, I do think, She's I think gone. Penelope's going to be the last person standing. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and maybe. In the cage. I, I You think he's going to take out Miguel too? No, you know they're no, gonna come to no, blows. No, no, I mean, you know, no, no. no. Especially you, you ain't gonna be able to take out. I think he might take him. out Pete the cop. Yeah, and that's gonna suck. That's gonna be then, a bummer. Then, then there goes our prequel, right? <laughs> right. That yeah, that'd be a bummer. But no, I like where this story culminated. I did not. I did not expect to have so much so much venom towards Joe when I used to have so much praise for Joe. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's a good like a good switch. I, I I dig this part. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I like the way that the purge wrapped up everybody's stories because I mean, I mean, think about it. Episode 1, we started out with four segments of, of our show, our recap show. Mm-hmm. And now we're down to two. two. And the t- next week we're going to be down to one. one. So right. I mean, that's that's pretty badass to, that they would be able to weave all these characters together. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't see a lot of plot holes with all the characters. No. I mean, I don't I don't see a lot of issue Loose with the ends. way yeah, the, with the way that they wrapped everybody right. up. Cuz everybody got wrapped up before they went into Joe's exactly. dungeon, and I think that was smart. If you have if you'd already tied up the loose ends, then move on to the second adventure yep. and then tie up the loose ends from there. I thought that was well played. I'm, I'm glad they didn't turn it into Jigsaw. Yeah. You know, cuz it could have easily went into torture porn. Yeah, it really could. So, do we have anything else that we need to talk about? No. Okay. Well, like we do on every episode, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, how would you rank this episode? I'm going to give it a 7.5, almost leaning towards 8. I really enjoyed this episode, and I really liked what they did. I'm not saying, like, it was boring by any means, no. But I needed, for the next to last episode, I don't know, I needed a little bit more punch. Need a little more pizzazz. I got that punch with Jane dying. I didn't want Jane to die. You know what I'm saying? So the punch that I got was a sucker punch. Gotcha. Gotcha. And actually, I'm going to go a little bit higher than you. I'm going to go with eight because, I, you know, again, like like what we just talked about. I like the way that they wrapped everybody's story kind of like woven together. Yeah. Um, I I still want to see what breaks out with Pete the Cop and and Miguel and how they come to the rescue or not rescue. I think that would be interesting if Miguel gets there too late. I think that would be. Yes. A, I think that would be a gut yes, punch. Yes, dude, that would be like a total the mist. Yeah, or that would be like a Greek tragedy. Exactly. Yeah, so, dude, I dig it. You know, and, and I like the way that they 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 really built these <coughs> characters up. You mm-hmm. know, w- with this ten episode miniseries. Yeah. You know, they they allowed us to kind of be invested in these characters because we know these characters we know people out in the real world that are like these characters unfortunately you know, so. that are oblivious to any type of egregious behavior that they have to to somebody else or even just a like a passing by kind of oh you didn't say hi i mean hell i get pissed off on the road when people don't use their blinkers when they change lanes i know fuck i can't even think about how many people would be ready to purge me all the ill shit i've done and not even thinking <laughs> about it that's true you know what i'm saying you've got like the king james of purge like <laughs> memorabilia that somebody's got like locked away in their basement right like that fucker you know so you're gonna go 7.5 i'm gonna go eight i want to remind all of our listeners that we will be back this coming monday with 
the season nine, episode five, Rick Grimes' final, final episode. episode. Will we he survive? Out. And then we will follow that up with episode 10 of USA's The Purge. Right. But on behalf of a sick genius McGee, I'm Dustin P. And I'm going to go check my Tinder messages. <laughs> <laughs>